he shoots. Yes! No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. <laughs> Oof. Ready to get hurt again. Um, I mean, it can't be as bad as last year. We went on that 11-game losing streak, but we're going to get into that and more today. But before, let me introduce my man's Migs from the Brigade. How you doing, sir? How you doing, Daniel? Um, I'm, I've been better, but I'm, I think I might be doing a little better than you. Yeah, yeah, you are. You definitely are right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've seen better days. Yeah, we share, we share a love for the Jets and the Nets, so it's a bad week for us in that aspect. But you're also a Mets fan, so I feel yeah. for you because yeah. it's been a rougher week for you than it has for me. Oh man, I'm just uh, I'm gonna focus on the nuts. <laughs> tunnel vision now. Baby. I know. Considering what's happening with KD, I mean, it's still the, the the most optimistic team I think we got going for us right now. Definitely. All right. So, obviously, 18 of the last 20, we won. Things have been looking a lot better since the last time you were on here. Before you got on here, we didn't know what to expect because the season hadn't started yet. We weren't sure what to think of Ben Simmons. We don't know if Kyrie can stay out of trouble. He didn't really get into trouble, but there was still some drama there. Like we've gone through a roller coaster of a season thus far, and we ain't even at the halfway point. That's crazy. But we came to January, you know, right before All Star break, which is usually when Kevin Durant gets injured, because he is yet to <laughs> represent us at an All Star game as a Brooklyn Net. So I feel like it's like a foregone conclusion that at some point in January he's going to get injured. But I feel like we're in a better spot than we were last year. Um, and I mean, when he went down, what were you thinking? Oh man, I, I was like, it, deja vu. First of all, like it didn't hit me. Sure. My son is always on that. Like we're watching the game together. My son's like, it's always January, man, in Miami. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, bro. Yeah. Like, I don't know what was, that was after the Jets. Yeah. So like the Jets season had just ended. I was I just, yeah. dealing with that. So my emotions were there and it was like, all right, the Nets are playing. They're actually in a good game, you know. Mm-hmm. We got a chance to win this. It's back and forth, and then and that happens to KD in the in the third quarter, right? Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh God, I see him. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna be optimistic, and no matter what, he's not playing the next game, and hope for the best. And when the report came out, it could have been worse. But then I'm like, oh, here we go. But then I it, automatically my thought mode went into. Yeah. It's funny because the last time we spoke was uh, media day, and like, mm-hmm. I my thought automatically went into his press conference, and a lot of what KD said is kind of like he hit a lot of stuff on the button. Yeah, you know, like from the coaching before. Look, we're here now. You know that was called out, and then he he mentioned, I don't want to be that team that when I'm out, we can't maintain and go. And you know that 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 goes back. Strictly to that eleven-game losing streak of last for sure. Season. So we're here now. It's just it's just like, of course, we gotta go come see it. I think Are we're in a better you, position, granted, that, from last year. That was gonna be my question, though. Are you at all worried that we're gonna go on like a crazy, like maybe not necessarily eleven-game losing streak, but do you think we're like in danger of going? I don't know, like two and eight the next ten mm-hmm. games or anything mm-hmm. like that. My my worry is if we do do that, you got to break this thing up for sure. Like, this is the ultimate test. So? Yeah, if the Nets cannot survive another KD injury and that man feels like he has to put us on his back again, then there's a problem with the structure of it. Because last time we blamed the coaching and the yeah. talent, and we might be one piece away right now. Granted, the next game's against Boston, so that's going to be a tough task. 
But I think yeah, it was, was going to be tough. It was going to be tough even with KD on the team. But now it's almost like after that Pacer game, man, when nobody played, I'm not writing any game off no more. Like I'm going in there optimistic, and the reason being, seeing that, and then being at the Philly game where Philly did it to us, yeah. it's almost like this NBA year you got to use measuring sticks, and it's about effort and who wants it more. You know what I mean? As talented. Teams that are talented are going to outweigh each other, but on a night-to-night basis, it's about who wants it more. No, for sure. It's a, it's a marathon, and you'll have off nights. Mm-hmm. Like that Bulls game, we win that game the way we've been playing, but the Bulls are just on fire, and they don't shoot that that good on a regular basis, but they were just on fire. That game. DeMar DeRozan went on crazy in the fourth quarter, but he had a bad game in the first three quarters. Like it, it just happens night in and night out. Now, I will tell you, the reason I don't feel as worried about what happened last year happening again this year is more the way that we took care of the heat in that fourth quarter. Cause mm-hmm. I remember KD went to the locker room and everybody's like, fuck, he's might not come back. And then all of a sudden the heat built like an eight, nine point lead, eight, nine point lead with like eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. You're like, all right, that's it. No okay. KD. They're going to start doubling Kyrie. Things aren't looking good, but we managed to fight out and, and, and get this W. And when I got that, when we got that W and you've heard everybody say it, with Steve Nash, usually you lose that game. Mm-hmm. But with this roster and Jock Vaughn and, and the way everything has kind of just been playing out for us the last couple months, like that call that we got at the end of the game, everybody says that it was a foul. I think Jimmy Butler was looking for contact and they didn't give it to him. That's fine. I could see them make, call, making that call and calling it a foul. It could have gone either way. To me, it doesn't matter. You shouldn't have blown that, that, that lead anyway if you're the Heat. But that's not the point. The point is... We ended up getting that call. Things have been kind of going in our direction a little more than usual this year. And I think for that reason, I feel a little better going into this, this, this next phase of KD being out. Because like this year, it just seems like things are just working out for us. Like you said, that Pacers game. Yeah, so it's I, just, I, I feel my, better. My fear is just the consistency on the offensive end. Because as much as I think we're in a better position roster-wise... Losing KD is not easy. Like, nobody. Points. The Warriors lost the finals. You know, Grant, the other guys were out too. But it's just, like, losing KD is just a hard shoe to fill. So you got to also be fair in that aspect. It's who's going to come in consistently on a night-in, night-out basis. Because the Chicago game, going back to that game, like, there was a lot of factors. And we grinded because of who? KD. Like, he was, yeah. he was holding us down. And it was like... Everybody else was having one of those games where it was like, if KD and Seth are not on, we're not even in that game. So it's like, you got to, the, the foul trouble with Watanabe, like stuff like that is going to be of concern of me. I don't think it's going to, like, they can't make it happen, but the team has to have a consistent identity that they had when KD was here. Well, that, that 11 game losing streak last year, there were a lot of factors that went into that. One, the fact that Kyrie was only playing road games at the time. That is true. Two, James Harden had one foot out the door. He didn't want to be there. I don't know if you remember that Sacramento game. I've yeah. never seen a worse. It, it looked like almost he, he was doing it almost on purpose. Like, guys, if you don't get me out of here, I'm just going to keep doing this the rest of the season. Like, it was, it was that obvious to me that he was just throwing that game. And I think that was – I think everybody had that consensus, that thought. So I feel like those two things carried a lot of weight in that 11-game losing streak. And also – do you know what the starting lineup was the very next game after KD got injured in that Pelican game last year? I don't remember it off the top. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. Get ready. You ready? So we had Kyrie, James Harden, 
Patty Mills, Kessler Edwards, and De'Ron Sharp. That was our starting five after oh, KD got injured. Like, when you compare the rosters from last year to this year, it's another world. You know who was on the bench in that team? You had Paul Millsap, James Johnson, Javon Carter, Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge. It's a completely different roster. Different, yeah, 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 yeah. So I feel like we're deeper. We're better, like, suited to kind of hold things down. Now, do I think we're going to go in the next 10 games, let's say, 8-2? and two? Probably not, especially since we got, like, a five-game road trip coming up. But I do think we can stay right over 500, maybe 6-4, and four, maybe right at 500, 5 That's and five, the key right, right there. Right. That's the key. You have to you stay guys. at 500. Nothing else is acceptable. 500, and that's me being kind. Like, right. you know, that's us being kind because we know how hard it is to replace a KD. And even, you For know, sure. it's going to be nights where my thing is, um, like, I, I, I expect better. I, I'm actually looking forward to it as opposed to last year where it was like, oh, we, we almost kind of knew because the team was already prior to that 11-game win streak. It was like, even though we were good and we were on pace to be, like, um, we were in first place at the time. Uh, when he got time. injured, we were, in, we were in second, but we, we were second. in first like a week before. But we that, didn't yeah. look – we never looked uh, well-oiled. Yeah, like right. exactly. Like I, I think we weren't beating big teams. We just – we were even struggling to beat. Like it was just a different identity. Like that was my thing coming into this year. I wanted the team to have an identity. And it's still a lot of basketball left. And they're still building it. We've seen uh, spurts of it. We just don't yeah. know exactly what our identity is. But this is right here is key. It's almost like once it happened, I was like, you couldn't write a, a crazier story than this right now. Like he literally said in his press conference before the season, we have That's to That's one of the team. reasons. Yeah. Yes. I want, one of the reasons I want to leave because of that losing streak. And now we got – well, that, that, that'll get me to my, to my next point. And before I, I – did I tell you, and I tell everybody that's on this show, I look at every season like if it's some type of Hollywood DVD movie. And I feel like this championship DVD is going to be so dope with that voiceover and the drama because we've got a roller coaster going right now. And I'm excited for it. I, I enjoy it. I don't now, have that luxury because I don't, I've don't. i never owned a championship DVD. So I'm, I'm, I don't even know what they look like. I'm, I'm living off the Yankee ones. I'm living off the Yankee ones. Actually, I got a Rangers one from 94 also. Okay. Um, um, they're very entertaining. Uh if you had to put a number on it, because I know they initially said, oh, it's not as bad as last year, and he'll be reevaluated in two weeks. But everybody took it as, oh, he'll back, be back in two weeks. No, no, no. They're going to recheck him out in two yeah, weeks. Yeah. And if they say, okay, he's looking good, that doesn't mean like, all right, you're looking good. Suit up tonight, you play. No, they're going to reevaluate him and then let him get – you know how the, the, the Nets do it, the whole ramping up and all that other stuff. Like, he ain't coming back in two weeks. No, Best I case scenario, I, I'd, I'd say maybe three weeks. Honestly, what I believe, I think he comes back after the All-Star break. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think just – it depends on the, the way the team is playing also. Like, yeah. KD's a, a competitor, and I think the I smart money is, is, like, even if he is hurt, let's say the Nets are playing well, it buys yeah. them luxury to be a little more careful with the injury because the ultimate goal is something else, and you don't have to rush him back. And he's a competitor. He's going to want to come back when he's ready. So if he's ready in two weeks, he's going to be out there. It's not that serious. My thing is the Nets playing better basketball buys us the luxury of make sure you write seven when we get here because, look, 
This is a whole different situation. And <laughs> if they can survive this, you know what the next, you know what KD's coming back with the mindset of. You could scratch an MVP. You could scratch seventy point game. Yeah. He wants that chip after that. Yeah, if he yeah. sees his team out there playing the same way they played when he was on the floor and giving maximum effort. He's gonna come back on a killer. It's gonna be sick yeah. for the league. So this is all key into us building that identity of us going into the playoffs, not being soft, not being that team like, oh, you just rely on KD. Right. No, no. I I think that this is a completely different team, and I want to get into the players specifically in a second. But last year he missed 21 games with that injury. We went five and 16. If he comes back, let's say right after the All Star first game back, it's in Chicago. A 10 o'clock start. I don't know why the hell it starts so late since it's in Chicago, but it's a 10 o'clock start on ESPN right after the All-Star break. If he comes back that game, that means he's going to miss 18 games. That's a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Last year, we went 5-16. and 16, Completely unacceptable. If he misses 18 games, I would hope that we can get at least 10 or 11 wins. Give me 11-7, and 12-6 if we're lucky, 11-7, and 7, and I'm good. Yeah, me too. You just have to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat and then exactly. everything and then sneak a couple of those. You know, like teams are going to go in there sleeping on us. Like, that's the thing in the NBA. You can't go in there sleeping on nobody. Like, oh, the Nets don't have KD, so I think we can beat them. But it's it's a matter of like, and another thing is Kyrie wants his bag, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, Kyrie's going to play his ass off for sure. You know what I mean? And he, he wants that bag. And an, another double. key. Somebody else has to step up. That's my. That's the problem here. And then the thing is, um, Ben. Now we're gonna want there we more go. offense. That, there you go. You read, you, read, you read my mind. That was my next topic. <laughs> now everybody is gonna expect Ben Simmons. Now last week I was on here with Mike Biseglia and I told them, I feel like nobody's really talking about Ben Simmons too much because, like, unless you're deep deep in Nets Twitter or or just talking to Nets people. And, like, everybody's, like, just talking about everybody on the team. Maybe somebody talked about it. But for the most part, Ben's kind of just kind of just flew under the radar a little bit during that 12-game win streak. But let me tell you something. He wasn't necessarily putting up crazy numbers. He wasn't necessarily playing great. He's shooting, like, 40% from the free throw line. He hasn't played as aggressively as we wanted him to play by this time of the year. And But nobody was talking about it because when you're winning 12 games in a row, do you really give a fuck? No. Like, you're good. No. But – now, if he keeps playing like that, if he stops, if he's still not being aggressive, taking it to the hole, now people are going to start pointing it out more. I feel like he's going to start feeling a little more pressure than he had the rest of the year. My understanding, I, I read this in an article, I think it was by, by uh, I forgot the guy's name, damn, I feel bad now. But it was an article, uh, I'm not going to remember it now. But he put, that on average, Ben Simmons was averaging 10 drives to the hole. Like he would take it into the rim 10 times a game. With the Nets, he's averaging three. Like, he hasn't been aggressive at all this year. And we're going to need him to step that up. And people are going to be expecting it now. Now, if he underperforms, people are going to start calling him out. And I, I don't know how he's going to react to that with this whole, you know, history of mental, you know, whatever the hell he was going through with all the pressure and not loving basketball because of all the shit that people were talking about. Him. Like, how do you think he's going to kind of uh, – carry this load with him because I'm telling you like the pressure is going to ramp up now I'm expecting him to do better now uh, my thing with Ben Simmons is like I don't 
I, my th this is what I expected from Ben Simmons. Do I want yeah. better numbers? Yeah, but a lot of the stuff Ben does doesn't come up he's, on the stat sheet. Right, and he's doing that. He's doing. You know that. what I mean? Like we can sit here and be, oh yeah, yeah. But look, and two, what are the two biggest wins so far of this season? Uh, Milwaukee and Cleveland. Okay, so in Milwaukee, Giannis was scoreless in the fourth, mm -hmm. and in Cleveland, Mitchell had 15 points. Correct. So, like, that's what he needs to do to win. Like, the sad part about Ben Simmons, it's almost the same thing as the Joe, Joe Harris situation. The amount of money they're getting paid is not what we're getting the work. And that's the problem with Ben Simmons. Now, we were promised something with Ben Simmons, and I've never, like, I'm so into Nets basketball. His all-star seasons in Philly, I wasn't watching him under a microscope enough to see what all-star Ben Simmons looks like. But right. I know what we lacked last year, and I see that man provide so far. And I expect it to get better as the season progresses. comfortability. Maybe this situation forces him more comfortable because, you know, it's easy to sit back and f enjoy winning when you don't have to score when you have KD and Kyrie. Right. So he understands that too. Like, you can't, we can sit here and complain about him, but the locker room obviously isn't so far. You know, he hasn't been called out anything here. As long as that locker room doesn't do it, the fans can say whatever they want. His mental health problems came from obviously a personal situation that I've heard things about. I can't, you know, I can't confirm or say mm -hmm. anything about it because, you know, there's a lot of speculations of everybody has something about what he went mm -hmm. through. But when your own team is calling you out, and you're not comfortable coming to work, that's a whole different situation in itself. Right. And I don't think the Nets locker room has given us any reason to think that they feel like, oh, well, Ben hasn't been performing. Actually, he got props for playing sick in Charlotte. You know, he's obviously yeah. still ramping up himself. He's two years off. And it's like, that's what makes me appreciate TJ Warren a lot more. I don't think he gets enough credit. And he's going to get you know what I mean? if he steps up for sure. Well, be before TJ Warren, the whole Ben Simmons thing, I don't want him to score. Like, the points don't bother me. Like, him scoring seven. Assists and rebounds. Eight. I just would need that like, up. What what I don't like is that he doesn't attack the rim, not because I want him to score, but because I want the defense to collapse. Like, I want them to feel like he's a threat to make it to the rim. But when he's not a threat, that doesn't open up the shooters. Like, he could usually – like, he could be helping – a lot more with but the But he shooting. always finds his shooters. But, like, for, for sure. instance – But a lot of it is dribble handoffs, though. But a lot of, like, when you hear the Ben Simmons complaints, like, I, his biggest – the biggest um, criticism so far in this streak was that Bulls game. And yeah. it was like, what – because, oh, we need a third star to help. It's like, no, no we don't. Like, no. everybody was off. No. Royce O'Neal was 0 for 8. Kyrie no. was 1 for, like, one 18 for, eight. for eight. No, so I'm talking about between – yeah, yeah, yeah. but two – then two games combined that he was shooting in the, the next game, and we were like, stop shooting. What are you doing? yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he get he, you know, shooters shoot, and you're gonna find that's the only yeah. way you're gonna get out your slump. And, 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 and I'm okay with him shooting as much as he wants. Ben always finds his guy. Like that freaking, uh, that pass he gave Kyrie was would have been sports center if Kyrie didn't get blocked forever. But oh, that football pass. He has certain IQs that I see of him. My yeah. biggest complaint of Ben Simmons is I don't see the dollar value amount worth yet. For me, but and Sean, granted, but Mark's saying give him that money though. Like you can't. Yeah, but I'm just saying. But he's on my team yeah. now, so I gotta yeah, judge I you by your dollar worth. And now, yeah, as far you. as a third star who you're paying that much, I think we 
You know, we probably could have got more on the offensive end. I'm still. Let's say hypothetically, we traded James Harden for Draymond Green. Uh huh. He's he's given us the same production as Ben Simmons, maybe a little more scoring, but like he's still. I don't think so because I don't think Ben Simmons is going to guard a guard like Mitchell and hold him to 15 points, and then the next. I mean, yeah, Green, and then go guard. But but that's what I'm saying. So his versatility is is what helps us. My right, biggest complaint is, is Draymond Green makes Ben Simmons money, but I think that we wouldn't be complaining about the money with Draymond Green, even true. though he's given us similar stuff that Ben Simmons. Because for whatever reason, we we accept Draymond Green for who he is, but with Ben Simmons, we, for some reason we want. I guess it's he's because a point he was this, and he was this big triple double guy in Philly, yeah. and we haven't really got that, you know. And like, and honestly, like, but look, another another uh, evaluation. Look at the triple doubles Harden was doing. Harden was stat padded. Like, there was stuff that we wanted him to do in games. Like, you know, watching him was like, yeah, he gets 10, 12 assists a game, but it's like he's a freaking cone out there on defense. Yeah. I'd rather Ben Simmons not try to get 10 assists stat padded in the flow of the offense and just play defense. That's it. The foul trouble, that has been my biggest issue with him. It comes too so frequent. aggressive, though. Yeah, he's yeah. And, and that's part of him being out the game for a little while. But, I, you know, I, and then he caught a little hiccups this year with an injury. Then he got sick. So he hasn't been in the roster consistently well, I, I, also. I love the way he plays the, the, the passing lanes, man. He's, his, his hands are so active. I, I enjoy watching him play. A lot of people are hating on him, but I enjoy watching him and Royce play. Because we're, we're the era of bat. Like, I'm not going to knock you, but there's a, yeah, there's a lot of kids that just yeah. see the offensive end. We're in a league that you're seeing 40 a night, and it's like nothing. Yeah, it's so not like, anymore. We know what it takes to win a championship. Yeah. There was not one guy on our team last year doing what Ben Simmons has done this season, and we haven't even got the best of him, and we know that. I think he yeah. knows that. The team knows that, but they're being patient. They're not rushing it. Now Dude, we is, have. Uh-huh. This is a question I was gonna I was gonna ask on Twitter, and I completely forgot to. But now that I got you on here, I should have loaded up the video, but I don't got it. Now you remember <laughs> that you saw the Heat game, obviously. Uh-huh. You saw the Royce O'Neal putback. Now I don't know if you saw it went through what Watanabe's hands, landed in Royce's lap. But if Royce doesn't get that ball, Ben Simmons is right behind him, and Ben Simmons would have gotten that ball. I want you to tell me honestly, what do you think if that ball ends up in Ben Simmons' hands? Because that's what I was thinking about. I was like, what would have happened if Ben Simmons would have caught that ball? Honestly, it all happened so fast. I didn't even realize it was Royce. Yeah, man. Well, nobody's brought it up. I mean, I'm surprised nobody's brought it up. I'm going to post that video and I'm going to ask the question because I'm kind of curious what people think. What would he have done? I don't know. I hope to maybe one day see it. I want him to get that monkey off his back because I think that'll just add to like – like, like you said, the DVD. Like, he needs yeah. a moment. He need, just needs something. Like, I want that ball to go in his hand because I want him to get all that monkeys because we're not that fan base. I don't want to be the fan base that wants Ben Simmons to be a 30-a-night scorer because yeah. KD and Kyrie are off. Like, the right. whole Bulls game, like, everybody. Watsonabi was in foul trouble early. Like, and people were just so hung up on that loss. And the Nets fans are still having PTSD from what we've been through. And I think it's time. Let's enjoy it a little bit. And even now, like, I know KD is out and it's going to be rough. 
but I think like everybody's opt we're everybody's optimistic from the media to the fans, and we actually want to see what do we do. Like we think we want to add to this next chapter of okay, look, they even overcame that. Then the next step is overcoming Ben Simmons. Just he just needs a moment. He just needs and, one moment and, and, where it's like, oh, that's why we got him. And like you said, that would have been a good moment. But I don't mm-hmm. know if he grabbed like Royce O'Neal. It was like a, it was like a, it was like an instinct. He got it, and he knew he had to go right back up with it, right? A little teardrop. I don't think that would have happened to Ben. I think he might have kicked it out to Kyrie again, and Kyrie would have thrown <laughs> up another three. There was still like three seconds left, I think, right? There's something like that. Three, four seconds left. So yeah. I think he would have kicked it out, and Kyrie might have taken another three. I don't know. I I, I want to think that eventually he'll take that shot. I don't know if he's there yet. Like but, even if he makes like, that, mis- that would have been a moment. Yeah, even if he makes that mistake, it's a, it's a build. Make it now. Like, do all yeah. that stuff now. But I don't want people to hang it over his head. He's such, he's such like a different type of player to me. Like, yeah, it's like games. Like he came out that game. Like we were down. Um, we were down how much at the half, and Which then we came back that? going. Um, the last win. The Heat game now. No, not the Heat. The one before that. Um. Oh, the Pelicans game. Yeah, like we were down at the half. There was no energy. He mm-hmm. came and had four assists, like right out the half. Found right, everybody yeah, in their comfort yeah. zone. And I was like, okay, so nobody likes that part of the game. They like the guy who shot it. Yeah, that's not, that's not, that's not the sexy part of the game. And then I think he had a steal in there too. Like he had like two rebounds. I'm like, bro, like he's. Let me tell you something. I, want him- I, I enjoy those bounce passes that he does, man. I think they're so beautiful, so precise. Like I'll I'll take watching uh, a Ben Simmons bounce pass highlight reel than uh, him catching just random alley oops. Like I, I think yeah. that he's so money with his passes. I just I love watching him play. Mm-hmm. I like right. I like people that are on the defensive and give effort, and Me he too. does it. And he's as advertised on that end. I, I agree. Now last year during that eleven game losing streak, Nick Claxton was in and out. I think he had, at some point he had mono that kissing disease. Mm-hmm. He was out a couple of times. That Nick Claxton from last year is not the Nick Claxton from this year. No. Nick Claxton is absolutely balling. And a lot of people are saying that he's now the third star, which okay. I wouldn't necessarily disagree with. Now, I mean, the all-star votes say. <laughs> the all-star <Yeah>. votes say. <laughs> and I'm proud, man. That makes me so proud of Nets World, man. I don't think Nets World gets enough credit for that, man. Like, uh, I think Evan today yeah, said something. No, not Evan. Are- um, Robin. He said yeah, something yeah. About, along the lines like, you know, uh, Claxton got more votes than, and Brunson's out here balling. Like, you know, it's not like, and and you know how Nick fans are. Like, if their guy's a superstar level, they're gonna ride for him, and they are as deserved. You know, he's balling. To see Nick Claxton <laughs> up there, man, makes me so proud of Nets World. Well, and also the fact that um, ain't nobody from like. Sacramento, like voting for Nick Claxton, like there aren't random Nets fans voting for Nick. Like, they'll they'll vote for KD and Kyrie, but like that just shows that the Nets fan base is out there for Nick Claxton to be one of the top ten front court players. Like Nick Claxton, it, the, the, like you said, he's earned it. He's earned and, it too. And I and another thing, the Nets organization doesn't get a lot of credit of um, developing bigs. I think it's time to give them their credit on that. <laughs> Like we yeah. keep, like Jared Allen. Now we got a, uh, we got Nick, and it's like it makes you even, you know, like be 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 patient with Sharp. I'm not saying this season, 
be patient because the Nets have a system in place, obviously, with their big men, and it's been working. I, I've never been a big sharp guy. I know a lot of people are, but no, I'm not. I don't know what he is right now, but I'm just saying, like, I wasn't a big Claxton guy in the beginning either. Like, it was over Jared Allen over him. Like, look where we at now, and people. That fans already like. Oh, I don't miss Jared Allen. Nick is Nick is better. <laughs> I'm like, wow, <laughs> come on, man. He was our guy too. But I'm proud of yeah. Nick Claxton. He's took on he's took on every everything we've asked, and he he's he's the epitome of Brooklyn grit. And there's nothing like seeing your own guys, man. Here now, like I was watching his thing on um on the Yes Network, how he came up and everything. His home, his fan. You could see he just he's a worker. Like he's 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 immune to it. He's taking in like he's one of the guys that said, "Oh, we got these stars on my team. I'm gonna take full advantage of playing with these guys." Now, a lot of people are are asking the question, like, who would you take, Jared Allen or Nick Claxton, right now? Now, me personally, I know it's gonna sound biased, but I like Nick Claxton just because I think he's better defensively. Jared Allen is averaging 1.2 blocks a game. Nick Claxton, 2.6. He's leading the league. Jared Allen scoring 13 points a game. Nick Claxton scoring 12 points a game. Jared Allen has nine rebounds per game. Nick Claxton scored eight rebounds per game. So everybody's like, oh, but, you know, Jared Allen is doing a little better, you know, stat-wise. You need to take into account Nick Claxton's playing 28 minutes a game. Jared Allen's playing 33 minutes a game. If he were to get those extra five minutes a game, he might be doing better statistically than Jared Allen all across the board because he's not that far off statistically. And I don't think anybody – like, every time I hear people comparing the stats, I never hear people talk about the minutes per game. Nick Claxton isn't playing as much as Jared Allen. If he plays as much as Jared Allen, he might be better across the board statistically. And I don't think he's getting enough credit for, for what he's doing compared to Jared Allen because everybody's talking about Jared Allen because he's already been an all-star and whatnot. And I remember everybody was upset that we gave up on Jared Allen in that trade for James Harden. But we got lucky and we got Nick Claxton on. I think he's playing great. Like, I, I think he's – I would I would take him over Jared Allen. Me personally, like I don't have an opinion on that one. That was a little like I'm, I'm that's double edged sword to me. Like I'm glad we have Nick Claxton after losing Jared Allen. There's not a lot of organizations that have that luxury. We didn't know at the time. Like that was a big sting. And then with the Harden thing, it's a big sting. Now the key to it, the reason why I rather have Claxton, because we're getting Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. You understand and. Jared Allen was part of that whole Harden deal. Now, if we don't have Harden deal, we have Claxton and Allen. Right. We'd have Claxton and Allen. Now, we wouldn't have Ben Simmons. How would they fit, though? We'd have more. We still have the Levert. And we still have that that core. So I don't know. And maybe we could get better. That's neither here nor there. But what I'm saying is the reason why I'd rather have Nick Claxton now is because that Harden trade happened. So once Mm -hmm. that Harden trade happened, it's like, okay, we're here now, so what I'd rather have? I'd rather have Nick Claxton and Ben Simmons than just Harden. Yeah. Because now, what I like about Nick Claxton more than Allen as far as seeing the fit with the stars, and maybe the locker room was different, the roster was different, the depth, the style of play, but I think he's a little more athletic. Like, the fact that you can oh, – yeah. and we're such a switch-heavy team – the fact Jared that Claxton, yeah. yeah, like that he would be a liability. We're looking for an enforcer right now to back up Claxton. We'd be struggling to find minutes for both of them. So as much as, oh, we don't have both of them. Like, who's going to get more minutes? Who's going to stun each other's growth? So it's almost like a blessing in disguise if you look yeah. at it. 
Nick Claxton would have been the backup to Jared Allen. That's what it was. Because there's no way to get Jared Allen and Ben Simmons on your roster together. No. So there was no possibility of that. So that maybe if there was a way of that happening, now seeing that we would have been a better team. So there's no luxury of that. So Claxton comes with a whole different dynamic. And when you have Claxton, Ben Simmons, and KD on the floor, like that's a mismatch. If you play it right, like they can guard a lot of people on that floor, man. Well, that that's the thing. I don't think many teams, off the top of my head, I can't think of any. Um, maybe there are some, but I can't think of any that have three legit starters that can guard one through five. And then you got Royce. Like, Royce is a pest, man. Right. Like, Kyrie would be the softest one defensively in that, in that side line. And let me tell you something. Kyrie gets a lot of shit for not being good on defense. Let me tell you. I think, it's not, not lack saying, of effort. I'm, it's no, not yeah, lack I'm, of effort. I'm not saying that he's going to be all, all, all defensive team or first team or second team, anything like that. But don't tell me that he's like a cone. Don't tell me he's a Patty Mills no, no, or a James no, no, Harden. No, 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 like no. he's he's a pest. Also, he gets his hands in there. Like he puts forth effort. Look, he puts I, a lot I, of effort. I like. I, that. I will point directly to that first game in Philly last year when we went to play against James Harden. Kyrie went clamps. up and pressed him at half court. He put, him, <laughs> put his clamps down. Like yeah. that. That was the part that stood out to me the most. So I think Kyrie doesn't get enough F, uh, credit for his defense. And again, not because he is an amazing defender, Small. but I think people. I think people overdo the fact that he's a poor defender. He's not a bad defender. He's just not a great defender. He's maybe average because of his size. But like you said, the effort, I think, I think is there. I think in this league, too, like these guards make shots with good defense on them. So size is a big advantage. When For you sure. can just put your hand up and then you're Ben Simmons and now it's like I make your shot tougher – that's a better defensive play. Whereas if Kyrie does it, it's like a little ant doing it. But the effort, the same yeah. effort is there. For it's, sure. He doesn't, like, if you're going to blow by him, it's not because he's just going to let you. Like, he's, sometimes he puts too much effort, and that's where the chippy fouls come. But at the same time, like, I don't, I don't, he doesn't bother me defensively because of the effort. He dies for loose balls. He's always, it's not a thing where he's like, oh, I'm just going to play on the offensive end. Like, I, I stress yeah. that a lot because, like, James Harden was just so fucking hard to watch, man, on the defensive Look, I, end, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God, bro. And not just that, man. I uh, And I don't want to – I hate talking about this guy. <laughs> but I will I will say that – and I think I've said it on here a few times. To me, personally, I think he's one of the worst three-point shooters of all time. And I've had this discussion with people that are like, but that's impossible. That's stupid to say because he's like on the third person, like third most three-pointers of all time. Yeah, but that's volume, man. He – chucks up so many threes a game <laughs> it was so frustrating to watch him do that i remember i was like i wish he would just do what he does well which is take it to the rim and pass the ball it's and that's what like ben simmons supposed to do that but that's what he's been doing and in yeah. his spurts like and i think that's a sacrifice in his game also because he played a whole different ben played a different style in, in philly especially nights where like um what we forget about ben simmons and it sucks because he's probably not in mid-season form, but there was a lot of times in Philly where Embiid was down and he had to carry that load on that team and be the leader and get others involved. So he's not a stranger to what we're about to see right now. I don't remember if it was his rookie season or his second season, but I remember Embiid went down right before the playoffs and Philly went on like on a 12 or 14 game win streak going into the playoffs. And I remember people were like, those two don't work well together. One of them has to go. And a lot of Philly fans were like, Get rid of Embiid. We'll keep Ben. Like, yeah. people forget that people were choosing Ben Simmons over Embiid at one point in Philly. Like, obviously, that changed 
you know, that last year that he was in Philly. But at one point, people were saying, like, no, nah, we'll keep Ben. Like, we got we to gotta get rid of Embiid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I remember right. that. So, KD's out. The next part of the season starts tomorrow to see how we do the next, uh, I think it's going to be about 18 games or for the next, you know, uh, like the games. Our starting lineup, Kyrie, Royce O'Neal, um, Nick Claxton, Ben Simmons. Who's going to replace him in the starting line? Like, who would you want to see him replace? Uh, before you start, I'm going to tell you, I don't want to see TJ Warren in the starting lineup because I want mm. him coming off the bench. Not because I don't think he deserves it, but because I like him off the bench. I like that scoring off the bench. Who do you th- who would you put in to that starting lineup in place of Kevin Durant? I'd probably put Yuta. Okay. I'd probably put Yuta to I get him. I want to see what – I'll experiment with the role too because that's like between Yuta and TJ, both those guys' energy off the bench is going to be missed. But one of them is going to have to sacrifice. Right. And I feel like TJ – being his injury history, and I feel like he's more of a vet, and he can, like, like in the league, he's into the bubble, he carried the paces, been the star. Like, he can lead the second unit, whereas we need you to just be a piece of energy that we're lacking with KD out. So I would probably put you in the starting lineup and keep CJ on the bench. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm struggling between two. Yuta being one of them and Joe Harris being the other. I like Joe Harris' size. I, I, I like him, and I like keeping Yuta right now. From the corners, he's lethal, leading the league in three-point percentage. Having him and Seth Curry off the bench with TJ Warren, and Ben Simmons usually runs that second unit with those so three maybe, guys. That's probably a good – that's another good option, too, because this will be a nice uh, time for Joe to get going, too. I will tell you, I don't want to see Patty Mills in the starting lineup. He's going to get some minutes, though. Oh, he's going to get minutes, but I don't want he's him to gonna start. He's going to get some lineup. minutes. No, no, he's not going to start. Definitely not. I hope not. I hope not. No, because no, uh, no, no, you need some size because KD's – you're missing size yeah, with KD. Yeah, I don't see Patty start. But I do so, think – I th- I think Nets fans, <laughs> they kill him, man. But I think Patty's in the role he, he needs to be in right now. <laughs> Just come once Pat- in the blue. He's a great bench guy, man. He's a good uh... – <laughs> I think Edmund Sumner is going to get a lot more run now. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get a lot more run, um, but yeah, I, I'm stuck between Yuta and Joe. I, I, if I had to lean, I'd lean towards Joe, even though the Joe hates out there. I like Joe, man. I, like I said, maybe it's my bias because of his his net culture days, but and I, I love Joe, and 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 I, I'm one of, I'm one of the few that when I have to pick between Joe and Seth, I'm I'm picking Joe. My thing is, uh, I can't right now. Right now, I can't, honestly, yeah, and I I want to love Joe. I do love Joe because, like you said, of the culture. But right now, we've seen far too much of Joe right. to sit here and lie to ourselves. Steph Curry can take your heart in a game, especially that game. Look at Chicago. He was the only guy stepping up. He was the only I one. Think, but he can't he's, – he's, his defense is horrible. I can't knock – like, he can't – he's Patty Mills times uh, 2.0, <laughs> but he's making his shots. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. making his shots. Well, but I, I like he gets a good midi, yeah. don't sleep on no Seth Curry, especially if you find him open and I, he's not afraid to shoot. Like, Joe is in his head. Like, Seth's not in his head. Je- Seth knows exactly the player he is, and he's yeah. going to do it. And whether he's off or not, he's not going to waver from who the hell he is. Joe Harris is in a vortex, lost in basketball. Watching that guy play 
pains me sometimes because I want him. He was he. We seen the best of Joe. Nobody's seen the best of Joe like Nets fans. Yeah. Right now, he doesn't know what to do with the ball. He doesn't have a decision. He he'll see two defenders in the hall and just like. I got to get these two points because I'm trying to get minutes. It's almost like somebody trying to earn his spot back on the team. And I get this this thing from him. Like, Joe, why do you feel like that? All you got to do is do what Joe does. Look at what Watanabe's doing. You telling yeah. me Joe can't do that, man? Come I on, would hope man. so, yeah. Yeah, we've seen it. We've seen it. Look, um, last game, I mean, he only played 13 minutes, but he didn't shoot any threes against the Heat. That can't happen, man. He sh- he shot only one three against the Pelicans. Shot two threes against Chicago. Two threes against San Antonio, and the game before that against Golden State, he was three for four. But um, but yeah, he's he's not performing as 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 you would hope, and it's showing in his confidence. Because for him to go a game like I don't I don't remember exactly when watching the game. I can't off the top of my head if he had opportunities and he just didn't pull it, but. It's kind of alarming. I didn't realize that he didn't take one three that game, and that's that's what we got you for, Joe. <laughs> like that's you should do. But now everybody was like, "Oh, but if we have to trade somebody, it's either going to be Joe Harris or Seth Curry. They have to be in that trade." Okay, so we have to pick one to to trade away. Obviously, Joe Harris is the obvious choice because of the contract. Usually, you need those contracts to match match up money wise. So that's why Joe Harris is the obvious choice. I still want to keep Joe Harris because of his size because he takes it to the rim. And if I could keep both of them, I would. Because honestly, with their injury history, I feel like you need both of them. Because one of them is, is bound to go down and the other one's going to take their place. And that's how I feel about it. Like right now, I feel good because we have three. Well, Joe Harris isn't playing it, but he's supposed to be a lethal shooter, right? You got Joe Harris, Seth Curry, and Yuta. And one of them is about, look, you know Joe Harris's history and you know Seth Curry's history. They can't stay on the court for a full season. So I want to have those three out there just to make sure that we always have two. That, that's, that's my hope. And if we trade one away, I think that people aren't realizing that you're kind of giving up on one of your strengths. And right now, one of our strengths is shooting. So I, yeah. that's how I feel about the whole thing. The thing is, we have a lot of good three points. Like, KD and Kyrie take a lot of threes. and You know yeah. what I mean? It's in their game. So that takes away from a volume shooter like a Joe Harris. Like, reading those numbers, as much as I want to – like, and I have my complaints about Joe, that's tough on him because this is a guy who was shooting so much more. And to get back in your rhythm, like, you need to shoot. And a lot of those things, like, he's not getting open shots either. And, you know, and he's probably not – he's not confident and they're not plays run for him, whatever. But his fit right now on this team is, is suspect, to say the least. And um, as far as, like – I would like to keep everybody, but at the end of the day, we, we and I want everybody to do good, but we, we, we need another big. We need one more big of size. All right, so let's talk about it. A lot mm-hmm. of trade rumors going around. The one that I'm hearing the most recently is Kyle Kuzma. I, I don't even know what to say about Kyle Kuzma. I mean, he's not a great three-point shooter. He shoots like 30-something percent, like below league average. 34, 33% from three. He, I mean, I maybe it's because I, I don't like his fashion sense and it stands out to me so much when he walks to, to, into the arenas that that just stands out to me. And I, just, I don't know if I could put up with that. On the court, I, I know that he's, he's a good body. He can score. Again, he's not a great three-point shooter, but he is versatile. 
Uh, he's got the defense down. So, I mean, that, that's what I'm hearing. I don't know if the numbers match up just sending, what, Joe Harris and Cam Thomas maybe? Like, I, I don't, would, would you is, want Kyle Kuzma? Nets fans have had, like, a long-time obsession with him. Like, they've been wanting this guy for a while now. I'm, I'm like I'm, uh, Miles Turner, right? Because I've been hearing about Miles Turner forever also. That's another guy. My thing is I'm confused on what's this big. What, what are we looking for here? Like, I don't think Kuzma fits that need. So what, you, the, what you want is a center. I mean, that's when, when they say big, I, that's what I'm assuming. Right. Do you want another wing player? Like, he would take I mean, minutes away. Like, he's more of a Watanabe, TJ Warren fit to me than a center, like a backup center. Right. So, like, um, what are we – we just want to get his, more length in the wings? I guess if that's guess. The, the thing, i go Kuzma. I wouldn't mind that. But I, And then the thing, like, what center with big girth paws can run with us? He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's averaging 35 minutes a game. Like, you're not bringing him over here to, to play 20, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a guy that, you, that he's going to get paid big money. He's going he's gonna to get some run. He's taking somebody's he's minutes. Right, he's averaging 21 points a game, seven rebounds, uh, four assists. I mean, he plays power forward. How how tall is this guy? Let me see how tall this guy is. He is um, he's six nine. So I mean, I guess he gives you some size. Like I said, he plays power forward. But when I imagine whatever, like you said, everybody talks about size. I just imagine. Center, like when people talk about John Collins, John Collins is also six nine, like he, or six ten. Like he's not, he's not what I am picture as a center. So what is, what do people want? People want a, a, a stretch big man. They want a four or five that can shoot threes. That's what they want. I, at least that's what I think they want. Because when they bring up people like Kyle Kuzma, like John Collins, they're not talking about rebounding. They're not talking about interior defense. They're not talking about you know, that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about scoring. I think, and yeah. um. I don't know. I'm a little confused on that. Yeah, like, I'm I'm a little confused on the whole, like, and I want another big man, but my fear is, like, who? Like, in this league, like, where where are they? I mean, the scouting, maybe you could find something. I just need somebody athletic that can bang down low and play some defense and doesn't need the ball all the time. Like, that's a – you're coming into a team that's already set and has a lot of volume scorers. The offense is there. So – I think it's tough to ask a guy like Collins and Kuzma to play less minutes, take less shots, and be something they're not. Because you're not taking Claxton's minutes. You're not taking KD minutes when he comes back. TJ Warren and Watanabe off the bench, like, maybe Kuzma would take their minutes, but then we'd be – I think we still lack that big man. Yeah. (laughs) Now – do you think well? Uh, I mean, I don't. Know. You maybe don't follow Toronto, but Toronto. Everybody's talking about how they're gonna blow it up. I don't know if you can get somebody off of Toronto. Something yeah, like, like uh, that, like Pascal Siakam for. Well, I might not. You know what? Let me take that back because he's an awesome. Yeah, gonna get him for fucking Ken Thomas. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't know what people want. But we're gonna get. We're gonna get nobody. I don't even know who's available right now. I'm hearing a lot of teams. And with this playing thing now, less teams at the deadline are selling. Yeah, because they got a chance to make the play-in. You know That's what I mean? So, so it's like, I don't... I think the, the buyout market is going to be what we're relying on again. I, 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 interesting. It's got to be like a 
it doesn't have to be the big sexy move, believe it or not. It doesn't. It doesn't. And more, uh, this kid was it Maurice Morris? I always forget which brother we got. I'm telling you, those, one those of those twists. But I don't see why playing him is, a, is such a bad thing. He can shoot. He's got. He's some obviously ties. bought into the whole notion. Yeah, he'll punch somebody in the face. I don't mind having I, him on the court. I think that's what he wants. But I think this team is very athletic, man. And if you can't run with them on that floor, bro, you don't fit, man. Like right now, we can't bring a DeAndre Jordan, a Drummond type guy. It's gotta <laughs> be some. It's gotta be a young kid. Like look at what they did with Claxton. Like just yeah. listen, we're gonna unlock you, bro. Oh, you do this well. Oh, you do these one, two things. We just gotta unlock you so you fit this system. I did a bad job. I should I should have looked into some options and, and brought them up. That's my fault. I should have looked into this before. I didn't look yeah. into it this morning. But it's been tough because there hasn't been a lot of names swinging around there. It's gonna be something very. You're gonna have Sean Marks is gonna have to work his uh his scouting <laughs> on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to look into it because I'm now that now we're talking about it. I am curious to see what else is out there. But anyway, since I don't got more info on that, tomorrow, first mm-hmm. game without KD. Boston Celtics. I I'm going to New York this week, and I wanted to get there a day earlier. I get there on Friday. I want to get there a day earlier just to go to this game. A little part of me now, KD's not playing. I'm not feeling as bad that I'm not making it out for the game. But tell me, how big do you think this game is? Like, if we lose, do you really think it matters now that KD's not playing? I mean, every loss matters because you build in winning. But I don't think. Um, I thought it would have been a bigger test with KD because of the last game. You know, it's like, right. and the way we were playing would have been nice to see how KD, even if we would have beat them with KD, it doesn't really, the season, Yeah. the Nets and, and, and Celtics are going to be measured how they meet in the playoffs. Because I know yeah. we got swept last year, but then we beat them the year before, and it's like nobody remembers that anymore. It's like, oh, you just got swept. You would think well, the Celtics won a championship, and they, oh, they, they swept the Nets. That was their chip, so... I think Everything the was in the regular season last year. Also, they beat us like eight. They were like eight and zero against us last year. Last season was, was crazy, but last <laughs> season was just retarded in itself. Like it's just like that shit took a lot of. It took a lot of people's passion for basketball away because of the yeah, ugliness man. just going on. We we dealt with too much, even the beginning of this year. And it's like I've, okay, I've, I've said it often, man. I root for five fucking teams in five sports, and last year was the worst sports season I've ever experienced for any of my teams. And I'm not even exaggerating. That shit took all the love of basketball away from me. I didn't want to even look at it. And then when the KD thing happened over the summer, I was like, what is going on? The funny thing is, as painful as my other teams are, it actually saved me because the Mets were running in the ground. So, like, once I'm not used to them being that interesting. So when the Nets thing happened, I was able to shut that part of my brain off a little bit. And it was just like yeah. the whole KD thing. And when that happened, it, it, it's whatever. But getting back to the Celtics game, it's like, yeah. I don't, it's the first game. Right now, in a, in a sense, the Nets are kind of going in there with house money. I think yes. there's more pressure for the Celtics to beat us. Yep. You know what I mean? It's on national TV. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay. I think if they beat us, it's if we compete that game and they beat us, that's a win for the Nets. I agree. I think it's 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 a it's a you know people say there's no moral victories, but I feel like yeah. the momentum, like you feel good, like the team will leave there if they well, compete and they lose late. They're like, you if, know what, we can do this. If they compete that game, let me take that back. If they compete that game and lose, and then come out that flat the next game, then that doesn't mean anything. 
You know what I mean? Because I won't be there at that game. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> so like, that. granted, that's something you yeah. could build off of, and then going into the next game, if they win, you're gonna be like, oh, that Boston, oh, that 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 meant more than you build off of. It's all about building off these momentums, and it's gonna be interesting tomorrow. It's gonna be interesting. It is, and Marcus Smart might not play. He's questionable, I, I, and and Robert Williams might not play because he's also questionable. So. I just want I just want us to be competitive. I'm tired of uh, a, a win would be nice, man. Because these Celtics is like, oh, they're getting annoying, more annoying, more annoying, and and it's sad because I fucking love Tatum's game. I love him as yeah. a player, and I've never said that about any Boston player. Yeah. He's hard to hate. That motherfucker is hard to hate. Yeah, man, I, I like him also. If he wasn't on Boston, oh, I, I'd enjoy yeah. watching him a lot more. Yeah. Um. This might be a, a weird take, but I'm excited to kind of watch the Nets without KD just because, for example, the game that, not that I enjoyed watching while it was happening the most, but the game that I was most excited to watch was that Pacers game. I thought it was really cool to see the young guys that never play, play. And I was really excited to watch that game. And I kind of like that. I kind of like when my team is like the underdog, like they ain't got no chance or like, oh, let's see. Like, I enjoy it. Again, I don't want KD gone for a long time. <laughs> But I'm kind of excited to see how this Nets I, team does without the MVP. I, I want. I hope. I hope they do well. It's fun to watch. Like for example, last season, as bad as it was, one of my favorite games was when the Nets beat. Uh, was it the Raptors? Where it was just KD and like four rookies starting the no, game. No, it was the Philly. Was it was it Philly? Oh yeah, sorry. When he was yeah. like get off the court. <laughs> that, that was awesome because you know it was just KD, KD and, and the kids, kids. Yeah. KD and the kids, and those are the type of things that I like. And now it's just, and now it's like the KD list Nets. And if we can go off and the next eighteen games, we win twelve of them. That's gonna be some fun, man. I, I, and I, I think it it builds it builds, and I already see it like him like Vaughn getting through the KD Kyrie mm-hmm. is like very essential. You see, like there's a whole relationship there and it's more it feels a little more comfortable like yeah and it's gonna be interesting to see how he leads the team with Kyrie not to say like I don't want to put all that pressure on Kyrie either I feel like that that yeah, I don't like when team. the media did. yeah this like that's team. we're getting back to this oh well he's got to be that Superman no like no, I want it to just flow the same yeah K- Ky- KD's not there it's gonna look different but the effort on the other side of the ball should look different you know what I mean? And, and it's MB. You, you got to trust your guys, man. I will I will tell you that I don't think Kyrie's going to see as much pressure because, fair or not, I do think a lot of the pressure is going to land on Ben Simmons, like I said earlier. I think Ben Simmons is going to be the one feeling that pressure, That's unfortunately. True. And I don't That's know if he's built for it, but I, I hope he is, man. I wa- I've wanted him to play so well, so much this season, man. I told you, I bought the jersey before the season. I'm The player that I'm rooting for the hardest on the team is Ben Simmons. I want him to shut everybody up. Like yeah. just shut, the, just shut the fuck up and enjoy how good he is. Look at his basketball IQ. This man can play ball. He can't put the ball on the rim like everybody me, else, but he does everything else so well. Let me tell you something. When you're a championship team, it doesn't matter what you do that season, what your numbers are. If he contributes to anything in the playoffs, if he does anything, all it takes is that one moment. Let's just be a playoff team because guys like him, when they make defensive stops and he's doing what he does now. That's when you see it. Now it's under a microscope. It's almost like, oh, look at what he's doing now. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So, 
getting here towards the end. Where do you think we're going to be once KD comes back after the All-Star break? Right, because we're, we're assuming, right? We don't know anything. But just assuming they come back after the All-Star break. Right now, we are what? We're 27 and 13. And there's 18 games that we're assuming. Like, more or less, where do you think? Do you think we're first place, second place? Do you think we're out of the playoffs? Where do you think we are? Uh, I would say... At least I want to stay in that top four. Okay, that's where I want to stay realistically. Um, the East is so tight, man. It's so mm-hmm. tight. You know what up I mean? To the top, yeah. Yeah, like it's just like even down in the bottom, like even that fifth, six. Like you have a bad week, you could be right there giving those guys a shot. But so Milwaukee, like I, I, I don't, I don't believe in Milwaukee anymore. Maybe it's me being stupid, but they, they, they don't, don't scare me. St- my no. thing is, until I see them with this guy back, I can't. Chris Middleton? They just got to, like, teams like that just have to hold their head above water because it's not something like Middleton doesn't have to learn anything when he comes back. He already knows they're comfortable with their guys. They got a core. So I'll never sleep on them. Yeah. We 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 just need to just keep our head above water and, and stay within that. Even if we're in the 4-5, make sure you're at least four games to – at worst, five games behind the Boston's and the Milwaukee's and stuff like that. So you can make up maybe that ground. I hope I hope we stay where we're at, like in a, in a, in a, in a beautiful world. Yeah, of course, me too. Um, coming up, just to, to name them real quick, we got Boston, then Oklahoma City at home. Then we got a five-game road trip against San Antonio, Phoenix, Utah, Golden State, and Philly. You going to be Tough. at that Philly game? Tough. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. Right. I think That's they're on gonna... January 25th. That's on Wednesday. And then we yeah. come back home for Detroit, the Knicks, the Lakers, then back on the road against Boston. Then we got Washington, the Clippers, Phoenix, Chicago, and Philly all at home. Then we got the Knicks and then the Heat. So obviously, there's some tough games in there. Yeah. Um, Man, but I, I don't know. Again, maybe I'm just being biased. And believe me, I try my hardest not to be biased when I'm talking about the Nets. But I think we can get 10 or 11 wins out of there. If we can get 11 wins, that puts us at 38 and 20 when KD comes back after the All-Star break, if that's when he comes back. 38 and 20, I think that's good enough for a top four seed for sure. Yeah, so, I want to stay around that, that. I think they could do it. I just want to stay around that realm, man. Because I don't, I, think, I don't want those to drop so low and... Just no, that's no eleven game losing streak, please. Dude, that was a disaster. <laughs> we were in second. We were second place when KD got injured last year, and by the time he came back, we were like eighth or ninth. It was fucking wild. What a just drop the off! Thing that when was. people play the Nets, man, they want to be stars. That's what scares me. Like when you running down all those teams, I'm just thinking about that one guy on each team. That just, <laughs> and then that bump, like, oh god, he's just gonna have a star night. He's gonna want to have a star night. Just mm-hmm. we just, I want to see who comes up. I'm more interested in see where the consistency comes from our. Second unit guys, uh, the next man up mentality guys. DJ Warren is gonna have a a big uh, run here. Now he's only been averaging like right under twenty minutes a game, and I think it's really smart with this with the injuries that he's come back from and how long he was out that they haven't played him too much. I'm really scared that they're gonna just like rocket his minutes up to like thirty, and I really hope they don't do that. Like he's playing twenty, give him twenty four, twenty five, like. I I I understand why some people will be like, nah, fuck that. Run him out for 30. We need that scoring. But man, I'm thinking long term. We need him healthy. 
Yeah, no, nah, they can't. They can't ramp them up that quick. It's got to be a team effort thing. It can't be. Yeah. I mean, some guys are obviously going to get more minutes, but somebody off that bench is also that hasn't got a lot of minutes is going to get a little bit more minutes. Well, Edmund Sumner is going to get more minutes, I think. Yeah, Patty that's what get some run. Your boy, Patty. Even like, yeah, like I just don't put it all on TJ, but just go with the flow of the game. The the, the game's going to dictate how long he stays in there. Because if he's hot, you can't take him out. He's yeah. not going to want to come out. You know what I'm saying? And if it, comes, it becomes a thing where that's his game, it's his game. So you're going to leave him out there. But I, I don't want it just to be, oh, TJ Warren became the next KD. And then KD comes back and he's playing less and he doesn't know what to do no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got to be a team effort. <laughs> it's got to well, be I, a team I, thing. Like I said, I feel, I feel good about it. Um, I'm finally going to be back at the Clays on Sunday. Yeah. First time since 2012. I was there for wow. the very first game. We're supposed to watch the Knicks and that's open the stadium or the arena. And then that game got canceled, stayed there for the Raptors game. And I haven't been back since. So I'm looking forward wow. to it, taking the kiddos. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I haven't been there in 12 years. So looking forward to being it, back man. there. Lots, lots changed, believe it or not, but a lot's the same. It's still going to have that when you go in there, that net feel. But a lot's yeah. changed, yeah. It's been 10 years. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I'm really excited because I have no idea what, what it looks like on the inside anymore. I just remember that where I was sitting, the seats were really steep. And I was like, God damn, this shit's steep over yeah, here. Yeah, the, the, the upper. Yeah. Oh, my God. But that's really the, oh, a lot of the new sporting arenas are like that. Like in yeah, that's, I don't know. I, I felt kind of dangerous up there. I don't know. I'm, I'm scared of heights. Uh, so during the Me pandemic, too. during the pandemic, when they let the fans back, that's where our brigade section was up top. And mm-hmm. I used to have to like, I'd be cheering from the chair, holding on to my thing. <laughs> Everybody's like, look. And then I'd be like, don't move, don't move, don't yeah, move. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I got I got row one in the in the upper deck. Uh, right. uh, man, I, I just. Who are you going with? Uh, I'm taking the wife and kids. My, we usually, it's going to be nice because, I, like I told you, I usually go to all the Heat and Orlando games down here when the Nets come down to Miami and Orlando. So my kids have gone to games. But, like, my kids are kind of like, damn, like, everybody's against us. What's good? So I'm really excited for us to be, like, home. Like, hey, we're cheering for the same team as everybody else. Like, because, you know, they're, they're little kids. They're like, what the fuck? They're like, this kind of sucks. Yeah, they're going to love it, man. So, yeah, man. Hopefully maybe we get that dub, man. And shout out to Hoophead, man. Hoophead kind of really walked me through, like, the best places to sit and whatnot. And I, I appreciate his help because he's the one that helped That's me. That's my guy. That's yeah, my he guy helped. right there. He helped me figure out what uh what seats. To Have get you had him he... on here? No, no. I was gonna ask him actually. Funny you say that. I was gonna go ahead and, and he'd hit be him a up. good. I'm telling you. I hope he he accepts it, man. He's a he's yeah. die hard hoop head. Yeah. Brings that. He's nice. energy day one. He knows the game and he loves the Nets. Yeah, right I'm gonna ask him next week. I'm, I was gonna have um the author of that Nets history book. I don't know if you've seen. Uh, there's a Nets book that came out last year where they they wrote the history of the Nets or whatnot. What's his name? Um, I forgot his actual name. Was that the controversial one that everybody hated him? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> the one that, the, not the one that wrote about the KB and Kyrie stuff. No, 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 no. He wrote All a history right. of the Nets. His from Tanak to Brooklyn. That's the name of the book. Oh, okay, okay. I never, I haven't heard of that. That's interesting. His his name is Rick Laughlin. Nice. So he's, he's, he, yeah, he should be on here next week, and then I'm gonna hit up Hoophead. Maybe he, he comes on also. So yeah, man. So again, shout out to him because I really appreciate him. Like he's like, yo, if you're gonna get like right on the side, 
If you get the corner seats, they end up technically being a little lower because on yeah. the sides there's two suites, but on the corner is only one. So you're technically lower even though you're in the corner and whatnot. And he really hooked he, he hooked me up as far as the information goes. So man, I really appreciate him. So again, shout out to him. I really appreciate that. Hope to meet him this weekend and you and everybody, man. It's it's, it's cool. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. Can't wait to have you up here, man. We're gonna get to the game early, walk around, you know, take the kids. Yeah, man. See. Yeah, man. I'm taking arena. the kids out to, to Sunset Park where I'm from, and then we're gonna go over to Park Slope to hit Luigi's up, eat some pizza, and then head over you to know, the States Arena. Just hit up some of the early fans in them, you know, take them. Maybe you could even get down there and see them practice. They let you walk down for warm ups, go with your kids. Yeah, man, I want to do that. Yeah, man. So, okay, all I'm that, looking forward to, to all right. that, yeah. I'm, lo- I'm really looking forward to it, man. No, enough enough, fans. We'll get you down there. <laughs> I, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate your time again. And um, hopefully next time you come on, we're talking about the playoffs. Definitely. This is the midseason. We're going to do uh, another one before the season ends. We do. Yeah, man. That's it. Playoff man. breakdown. That, that's it. With a healthy <laughs> squad. That's all I want. Give me a healthy squad for the playoffs. And we'll uh, please, man. I've suffered enough, bro. Like. <laughs> no, no, exactly. The tides are turning, man. We we all deserve something good, and I think it's coming. I feel it. I'm just glad Nets basketball is good. It started off rough. We're here now, Nets world. Um, we're gonna keep fighting. Next man up mentality. Let's go on another little run, man. Let's go on another little run. That's it. Thank you guys for tuning into episode number twelve of the Batter Nets Fans Podcast, and I will catch you guys next week when hopefully we're celebrating a win or a couple. Let's go Nets, baby. Yes, sir.